welcome to the OCR Underground Show. Each week, you get the latest research, training secrets of top coaches, and everything you need to crush your next obstacle course race and finish burpee-free. Here's your host, SGX coach, Mike Diebler. All right. Well, welcome to the OCR Underground. I am your host, Mike Diebler. As always, thank you so much for joining. Uh, this week's going to be a special episode. To get the show notes for this special episode, you're going to go to ocrunderground.com slash special episode. And what I want to do is I am fresh off of the first Spartan race of the year in Chino out in California. And uh, while it's fresh in my mind, a lot of you probably heard there are some new obstacles out there. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of go through them give you some uh, ideas on how you can train or some strategies to get through them while they're still fresh in my mind uh, after the race. So yes, this will be a spoiler alert. Um, if you want to be totally surprised and just go in not knowing anything about the obstacles, then you probably don't want to listen to this one until after you've gotten to a race. But if you want to know what to expect and and how to train a little bit for them, uh, keep keep listening to this this episode. But before we get into the details on the new obstacles, I did want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Umpqua Community College and the first and only collegiate obstacle course racing team. So if you are thinking about going to college or thinking about transferring to another college, uh, definitely want to check out Umpqua Community College. Uh, The great thing is not only do you get to compete in OCR and get an education, you can actually get in-state tuition and uh, potentially even scholarship money, which is pretty unbelievable. So uh, if you are interested in an opportunity to competitively race OCR while getting your education, definitely check out Umpqua Community College and uh, check out the link to find out more about their program in the show notes to this episode. All right, well, let's get into uh, the nitty gritty and um, talk about some of these obstacles. So uh, many of you listening may have had the opportunity to race in either the super or the sprint or both in uh, Chino Hills, California. Uh, I love this location. It's kind of uh, nestled in between the Women's Correctional Institute and, uh, and a shooting range. So if you need extra motivation, the, the sounds of semi-automatic weapons going off in the background is always a, a nice inspiration to run a little bit faster. But uh, this is, uh, I, I always like, uh, this is the second year they've done this course and both years I've really liked it. It's flat, which is kind of a rare thing for Spartan races. Uh, but it's fast. Um, it's a great runner's course, and I always think it's just a great way to to start the year. Um, so this year they did unveil some new obstacles, and as well as some twists on some uh, older obstacles. So I figured we can start with some of the things you may have seen uh, seen before, but maybe just a little bit different. Um, to start off with the spear throw, uh, while there was really nothing different with the spear throw except for the target, you may have seen some pictures that it was not a uh, the traditional hay stack for the target. It was more of the what you would see in the stadium series with kind of the uh, the foam target. So uh, really, the main thing here is it's smaller. So it's definitely a little bit more of a challenge to hit that target because it's going to be uh, what I thought was noticeably smaller to hit. Although uh, the nice thing is, if you got that uh, end to stick in it was going to stay in there. So I know sometimes when you hit with the hay and uh, after a few people have hit it, 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 there's a chance it might slip out. This, If you have a decent throw and it, it, the, the needle goes in first, you, you should be all good. Um, but the interesting point to bring up with all of this is <coughs> excuse me, 
how hard it is to get the spear out of the target. So uh, traditionally, I always had the mentality of find a spear that's already stuck in because you know somebody already hit it before you and you know that everything should be pretty good. So you just have to do your throw and go on from there. Uh, In this case, you probably want to find one that isn't stuck in there because it is very difficult. And I had heard this advice before I went and I tried to find one that wasn't in, but there was only two that hadn't hit and somebody beat me to those. So I had no choice but to pick one that was already stuck in there. And you really had to pull to get that thing out of there. And even by the second day, you'd see the volunteers were trying to get them out and even they were struggling to get them out of there. So just like I was saying, when you, when you hit it, it it is going to be stuck in there. So I guess good and, and bad, but just know you, you don't have to throw it super hard to get it to stick in there. Really, if you just make good contact, you should be all all good there. So, um, but I did notice, you know, significantly more people doing burpees on this uh, change in target. Uh, so it might be just messing with people's head a little bit that it is a smaller target and you just have to aim a little bit more, more care- carefully. Uh, the other slight change we saw was the Olympus. And I was, uh, you know, when I was running my race on the super, I kind of just went with my traditional strategy and that's ignore everything except the holes and just make my way across. And I know uh, a lot of people do like that strategy where they just pick one thing, whether it's the chain or the, the holes, but you may have seen pictures, but now the Olympus has balls on the end of the chain. So, uh, they're, they're small, but picture almost like, um, like uh, rock climbing training or like ninja warrior training, hanging from a pull-up bar, seeing those grip balls on there. So not not very big, but a, uh, um, I don't know, between like a golf ball and um, maybe tennis ball size knob on the end there. Uh, looking back, it probably would have been a, a good strategy to use the chain because since the ball was on the end, you have something to kind of hold you in place there. And the nice thing with the chain is you don't have to be as close to the wall. You can kind of sit back and go through. So I didn't personally try that, but just looking back, that seems like uh, that only makes this obstacle a little bit easier, actually. Um, but other than that, it was you know pretty straightforward. The the typical uh, Olympus. Uh, moving on, one I've seen before. I, I just thought it was worth bringing up because I did see some people really struggling with this obstacle, and I am you know, completely blanking on what they call it, but they're essentially those Irish tables. So it is a table that, um, or or picture a wall, but there's no wall. It's just the top. So it's just a platform that goes into a vertical cargo net. So there's a height for men and a height for women. And obviously the, the challenge here is you can jump up and grab the top, but it's flat. So you have to get your elbows up on there and then your legs are hanging there's nothing to hold on to there so uh i I did see some people struggling to figure this out so i thought it was worth bringing up and really the main um uh issue is you know not having anything to climb up with the legs so it's a lot of upper body that um, a lot of people may not be uh, used to when they're you know traversing over a wall so it's uh, really working on getting a good jump. So if you can get your hands on the top of the platform and then jump and push yourself up almost, you know, kind of like a muscle up, like getting out of a pool type of a position. Um, but even then you're going to be hanging 
and your feet are most likely going to swing or your legs are going to swing underneath the platform and that might actually pull you off the wall so if you're not if you're on your hands you probably have better control of this but if say you're on your forearms or on your elbows with your legs hanging uh, you're really going to swing there and then there's not anything to really reach and grab onto unless you can reach the end of the platform or the cargo net so uh, if you have long arms you definitely can do that that was the strategy i used where i just reached and grabbed it and pulled myself up um, but the main thing with this obstacle you know similar to the hurdles where there's nothing to push onto you just have to be able to really control your body as you go up and being ready when you jump up just know that your legs will probably swing under a little bit you need to wait until they swing back and when they swing back that's your opportunity to kick a leg up or reach or lay onto your stomach and kind of roll up there whatever strategy you might take so uh I, again i know that's not a new one um but you may have not seen that one before so i thought it was at least worth bringing up so uh those were kind of the little twists and changes that they made on some of the older obstacles um, and then they did reveal four uh completely new ones uh my overall opinion i i like them uh, overall i know when i saw some pictures and videos of them um showing them for the first time online some of them i thought i just didn't really see it i didn't get why it was a challenge or um you know, really why they constructed such things when they could have done maybe easier, uh, easier to build obstacles. Some of them were a little bit more elaborate. Um, but after doing them, uh, I did realize that there were some tricky parts in there. And if you're not careful, that these could be a big challenge uh, going through. So uh, I want to start with uh, the new one, the beater. And this one, essentially, it's a uh, rotating monkey bars. So uh, and hence the beater name, it kind of looks like a, an egg beater, essentially. So picture a, um, a, a, like a wheel of monkey bars that when you grab them, they start to rotate and, you know, it's gravity pulls you down. So there's a, a number of bars around and then they, they spin. So what the uh, goal is, is you have to swing from the rotating monkey bars to a fixed bar and then back to rotating monkey bars to a fixed bar. So I, I believe there were three sets of rotating bars and then three fixed bars. So this one was obviously a challenge. If you struggle with some of those hanging obstacles, then this one is going to be a pretty big challenge for you. Uh, being tall like myself, uh, you have a clear advantage where you can simply reach and grab the next one. So I didn't have to do much swinging. I could just hang onto the rotating monkey bars, reach um, almost going sideways through uh, the bars, reach the next one, and then just kind of make my way through that way. Um, but if you are not taller, you know, over six feet, then that is probably not going to be your best option. So, um, what you have to be aware of here is really being able to control your swing. So you may do this on monkey bars already. If you have a hard time reaching, uh, like some of the higher bars, when they go up, it's the same idea, except the bar is going to be moving now. So you're going to have to really learn how to control that swing and get the timing down. So uh, when you're hanging from the moving one, making sure you get the whole thing moving and uh, getting that leg swing enough that you can reach up high enough and grab the next bar. And then I, it's all about timing from there. When you're hanging on the fixed bar and reaching for the next moving bar, you want to grab it so uh, you're grabbing a higher one. So as you put your weight on it, it's going to rotate down and then you can actually start to use that for your next swing. And um, although I didn't do it this way, I would imagine if you time it right, you pretty much can just grab the bar, swing down, use that momentum to swing you right back up and then grab the next bar and then just make your way through. So uh, it's not very long. Like I said, it's, um, you know, the three moving and the three fixed. 
but if you're not timing that right, it's, it is a challenge. Um, the other thing to note, and this may be poor design um, on Spartan's part, but um, also it could be just they wanted to, to make it a little bit harder for people. Uh, while there are multiple lanes to get through this, there are two people that can go on the same rotating bar the way they have it set up. So if you get started and the person next to you doesn't realize that and they go, you are both hanging from the same moving bars. So maybe this could help you if you work together and you can get the whole thing swinging better. But I have a feeling unless you can really synchronize your efforts, that's only going to mess you up. So um, one, maybe give a shout out to the person next to you to wait until you're off the, the moving bar before they begin. Um, <clears throat> might be a good option here. And then if you see the person next to you started, wait until they get off of it. And then just remember that that happens across the whole obstacle. So if you go faster and catch up to them, now you're both on uh, the moving one again. So uh, a little bit of timing and control is going to be important on that one. So another one I did see a lot, lots of burpees being done, uh, but be patient. I, I know me personally, I had to wait because people were not quite sure what to do and I didn't want to get started until they were completely off before I went but I just thought that was probably the safer safer bet there uh, the next obstacle new one that we came across uh, it's really not much to it uh, and I can't remember what they called it exactly but it was uh, I think it was called the tube crawl and that's exactly what it was uh, it's essentially like they just took one of the obstacles out of the kids course it was just a, a tube that you had to crawl through um, and I really don't think there's much more to say uh, besides that pretty straightforward just crawl through um, <clears throat> one thing I, I will mention is uh, if you are going for speed don't crawl on your knees because I, it looked like that's what a lot of people were doing and really taking their time crawling through this tube this is why you work or one of the reasons why you work on bear crawling you could have flown right through this and I know I passed a, a, a few people that were just really going slow and taking their time and I just got down on my hands and feet, left my knees up, and then just kind of ran right through it and, you know, uh, was able to make up some time there, which was which was always good. Um, all right, moving on to our uh, next new obstacle was the eight-foot box. Again, you probably saw some pictures of this, and it's just like it sounds. So it's a uh, picture an eight-foot wall, but um, at the top, it goes to a platform, and then there's a ladder on the other side. So it's like a big rectangle, eight foot high. And what they did was they put a rope on the end of it to help you climb up that eight foot wall. So this is another one I remember looking at the picture and not really getting why this was going to be such a challenge, but it wasn't until you really got on it that you saw that it's not a wall. It is a platform at the top. So normally if you can get up an eight foot wall, you have a grip at the top that you can jump up, grab that, and then you know pull yourself up, swing your legs up, whatever it might be, and then you can get up and over that wall. The challenge here is there is nothing to hold on to at the top. It's just a corner. So there's you know a, a, just a flat platform there. So if you are used to just jumping up, getting your hands on top of the wall, and then pulling yourself up, uh, I, not to say you can't do that on this one, but I just think it's going to be very, very difficult to take that approach to get up this, this wall. Um, what they did have was uh, maybe about two feet over the top of the wall, like on top of the platform, was a metal bar that you could grab and pull yourself up. But again, it was significantly past the edge, so there's no way you could just jump and grab it right off the bat. So 
um, a couple different strategies that I can see. But this is one that I, I think I need to see a little bit more and play around with to really understand uh, some good strategies to get over it. Um, if you can get up an eight foot wall with no problem, you might be okay just running up and, and jumping. And I think the rope will probably just uh, get in your way if you can get enough height jumping up the wall. And this is the, my personal technique that I did. Just ignore the rope, run up the wall, grab the top and get your forearms or hands up there and then reach and grab that bar and then pull yourself up. Uh, I think that was a pretty quick strategy. But again, I saw people that weren't able to do that and trying to figure out the rope. And this, again, I think is something that um, I need to see more of because the problem is if you climb the rope and climb the wall, which I did see uh, videos of a lot of people doing this, you know, you'll see like it's almost like the slip wall, but much, much harder. So many people, when they go up the slip wall at the top, when you can't reach anymore with the rope and you're too far away to grab the uh, the ledge, people really run into issues there and might slip all the way down until they figure out how to how to conquer the top there. Now, this is only harder because now you're climbing up a, a totally vertical wall. And if you picture, you know, uh, traversing up the wall, leaning back and walking up with your feet, you can only get so high. When you get to the top, your upper body is going to be too far away to grab this bo uh, bar, bar that's, you know, a good two feet away from the edge of the platform. Uh, so that might not be a great technique. Um, you might be able to climb the rope and lock your feet in when you get close enough to the top and then reach over. Uh, the, the main problem is here, the rope is right up against the wall. So as you climb, it's just going to be really difficult to not just keep bumping into to, to the wall there. So um, I wish I had some really good strategies for, for your, you to, to help you out on this one. Um, but I think uh, a little bit more time is going to help me find the best strategy to, to get up that. So like I said, if you're no problem on the eight foot wall, you probably won't have a problem with this as long as you get up high enough to reach that bar at the top and, and really get your elbows on top of the wall uh, and then climb over. If you need to use the rope, you're just gonna have to stay as close to the wall as you can. Really lock your feet in um, and make sure you can get up. I just, be careful if you just walk your feet up. What I saw people trying to do was uh, walk up and then they'd get their feet kind of over the ledge and they'd be almost sitting on the wall, but then they'd be totally stuck. And they and some you know needed help to even go anywhere up or down from there. So if you're doing it as a team, um, it's probably not as big of a challenge because somebody can help you over. But if you're doing this in elite or age group, uh, it is a little bit more of a challenge if you if you can't get up that eight foot wall uh, as easily. So um, hopefully I'll have some more training tips as as we see that one a little bit more. And uh, our last one that I want to talk about is the helix. Now the Helix, again, uh, there are videos and pictures of this one. And as with all these, I should mention, I will uh, do my best to find some videos and pictures uh, that are out there on all the obstacles. In case my description is not making any sense at all, you can at least see what the obstacle looks like and, and find a strategy from, from there. Um, but this Helix one was another one, uh, like the previous one, where I remember seeing it online and really you know, questioning what, why would they even put this one in there? It looked incredibly simple. It seemed like a lot of material and a lot of metal in uh, such an easy obstacle uh, to construct. But uh, that being said, going on, it was, uh, it was a challenge. And if you haven't seen this one, it essentially looks like uh, alternating X's. Uh, and I'm trying to find a great way to explain this with words, but 
uh, there's basically an X pattern that um, you had to make your way across. So it was all metal. And on there were a variety of holds, uh, pretty much all bars, almost like um, uh, like jail bars, uh, where some were more uh, were vertical, others were horizontal. And um, the X pattern made it so that the top port, the top part of the wall was pointing towards you, so almost like the inverted wall, while the bottom portion was leaning in, making it you know harder on your upper body because you have to hold on, but easier on your legs because you can lean forward. And then the next set would be um, the opposite, so your um, the the up the the top portion of the wall was leaning away from you. And you would uh, have to kind of lean forward on it. And while, I, like I said, at first glance, it seemed pretty easy. You just kind of grab the bars and walk across. Uh, what's hard to see in some of the pictures, and they didn't describe as much uh, for good reason to, to surprise you at the race, uh, the, not all the bars can you get. Uh, so when the wall is leaning away from you, uh, which seems like it would be the easy portion, uh, they covered the bars with like plexiglass so you can see them and it looks like, hey, I can just reach out, grab this bar and be fine. You actually can't. So they kind of mess with you a little bit there. It's it's totally flat and you would have to just kind of lean forward and lay on the wall. Uh, luckily, there are f- uh, bars that you can put your feet into. Um, so it did make it a little bit of a challenge because, well, one, it was a little bit muddy at that point, a little bit slippery. And I can see the more muddy the course is, the more of a challenge this is going to be because it's metal and it's really easy to, to just slide off and you're not very high up. So if you just slip and touch the ground, that's that's it for you. So um, the other thing I thought was, uh, you know, just a little bit of a challenge was the vertical bars, although there was a few of them, they were very close together and hard to get your hand totally through it. So you could kind of grab the bar on the end, but you couldn't really grab the ones in the middle, uh, maybe unless you had really small hands. But I know me personally, I, I couldn't really squeeze my hand all the way through, maybe just my fingertips to hold onto that. So uh, this is one, yeah, I, I, I can see that this one might cause some issues. Not that it's necessarily really difficult to get across. It's more that it, it just takes one little slip and that's that's it. You You fall off. So... Uh, this is one I do recommend. Just take your time. Make sure your foothold's in place. Uh, there are uh, You can't grab the top, which is very tempting, kind of like on the Z-Wall. If you could just grab the top, it would make that so much easier. Same thing. It's uh, You can't grab the top, and it's really easy to not even think about it and just grab the top and go across and uh, get you... Uh, you know, burpees that way. So you want to be careful with that. Uh, the big thing with this is, uh, you know, work on just lateral movement, moving sideways, very similar to the Z wall, like I said, and very similar to Olympus, just having that kind of sideways crawling pattern down, whether you're crossing your feet over or just going kind of shuffling uh, across, but take your time, check your foot placement. Um, again, if you have long arms like myself, you, you, you have a clear advantage with this where you can skip the walls that are going forward that don't have anything to hold on to and it just has the the plexiglass um, the nice thing is although you cannot touch the top of the structure you can touch the sides so as the wall comes out you can reach and grab the sidebar which i thought was very easy to hold on to to compare to some of those close bars they had together uh, so my personal strategy was you know make my way across um the inverted wall first going sideways and then as the wall leaned forward i would just get a a foothold 
on the forward leaning wall with and then reach across grab the sides of the next inverted portion um, and then make my way across that way and that seemed to be a a good strategy for both days this weekend um, and didn't get didn't have too much of a challenge but like I said I can see it being very easy to slip off and and having issues there. So um, <clears throat> with that last one, I, if you have issues with grip, if you have issues with hanging type stuff, uh, I would strongly recommend working on that because it just makes it so much easier to get across. Uh, you know, a lot of the hanging stuff we talk about in training is usually usually vertical hanging. Um, but a good tip for things like these uh, these types of op- obstacles, same with Olympus, is working on more horizontal hanging. You probably have seen things like TRX rows and um, inverted rows and things like that. I think those are great exercises to really work on this and adding holds at the top. So, you know, doing your your rows, but uh, at the top of every rep, you hold it for five seconds, two seconds, whatever, just a little isometric contraction and then going back down. Um, But then also being able to hold with one arm while reaching with the other and uh, exercises like archer rows, uh, which are you'll row up just like normal, hold it at the top. One arm will stay tucked in like a normal row while the other arm will reach out laterally as far as you can, and then you go back down. So uh, uh, drills like that where one arm is holding while the other arm is reaching is obviously going to be uh, a great training tool for some of these obstacles where you have to traverse, whether it's you know from a vertical hang or a horizontal hang. So those are great, great options that I think most people, regardless of your fitness level, you can do those things. You just adjust the degree of the hang or the, the horizontal pull on that one. Uh, well, that was all the obstacles. Like I said, this is going to be a, a shorter podcast, but I hope that at least gives you an idea of some things to expect. Um, training wise, uh, just to kind of recap with the beater, obviously grip and hanging strength is going to be just as important. So if you're struggling with regular monkey bars, this is going to be a big challenge. But what I think a good addition to your, your normal hanging drills is going to be adding some swings. Right, so really, uh, starting with a dead hang, can you kick your feet up and start to get enough momentum where you can really swing? Now, obviously, be careful uh, because you can swing very quickly and get it lose control and slip off and um, you know hurt yourself. So make sure you know start slow. But the idea is, how good of a swing can you get? Then, once you get a really good swing going, can you transition to another bar? Right, And then when you get this down, you'll see it's not too bad because when you swing, all of your momentum is going towards the next bar. And it's really just reaching out, grabbing it, and then getting the other hand there as soon as possible and then back down. So uh, at least to start, just work on from going from a dead hang without moving at all and getting your body to, to swing as much as you can. Uh, tube crawl, like I mentioned, just keep working on your bear crawls and get fast. And you should be all good to go there. Uh, the eight-foot box... I think uh, I will hopefully have some better tips as we see it more, but I do think, you know, making sure your foothold in your rope climb is really good so you can lock your feet in and then kind of use your arms to uh, reach out and grab that bar. Uh, that will probably be a, a really good option for that obstacle or just keep working on your, your jumping and your climbing abilities so you can just run up the wall and grab that bar that's uh, on top of the platform. Um, so whatever level you're at there, those will be uh, some great training tools and tips to, to include into your program. And then finally with our helix, just making sure you are including lots of lateral movements. I think lateral crawling is a great 
way to just get your body used to moving sideways, crossing your arms and legs over, uh, like sidestepping, think like a karaoke or grapevine drill where you're moving one foot in front, one foot behind, and just getting enough mobility and control where you can take your right leg and cross your midline, reach it over your left leg so you can uh, just walk sideways across the obstacle, um, but making sure you have good hip mobility and control of that movement. So any of those uh, lateral movements are really going to come in handy. And then uh, your uh, hanging, and like I said, specifically your horizontal hanging strength with uh, being able to reach. So essentially being able to hold yourself up with one arm. Um, And if uh, I know TRX, they do move a little bit depending on which version of them you have as you reach one arm out. So you might need some of the suspension traps that are independent of each other. Uh, those those might be handy, like the True Fit unit or uh, the Jungle Gym. And I know there's a, a million other ones out there that I can't remember, but uh, hopefully you know what I'm talking about, that they won't rotate as you reach. Um, but if not, you can at least work on one arm inverted rows, and that way you, you build that strength in one arm to hold on while the other arm is is doing whatever it needs to do to help you get across. So uh, that's it. I hope this helped you guys. Um, And I hope I didn't ruin all your fun. But like I said in the beginning, uh, hopefully you stopped listening if uh, you wanted to be surprised by the obstacles. We'll see if that's all we have in store for this year. Um, Hopefully there's some more surprises to come. But at least to give you guys a start, I I have a feeling we'll see these obstacles um, quite frequently this year. So um, hopefully have a plan of attack. And again, uh, check out the show notes at ocrunderground.com slash special dash episode. And you can see uh, any links, anything I mentioned in, in the show, and as many videos and pictures, at least, of all the different obstacles that, that we saw here. All right. That's it for now. We will uh, we'll see you next time.